Wow, look at how quick the story is getting buried. Ten people are dead in Colorado, but now, after we find out the actual facts of it, after we find out who was behind the shooting, the background to this guy, this guy's name, uh, who he cares about, who he has sympathies for, now it's all changed and it's dead and buried. But when it was a white person, remember, Democrats yesterday felt, oh, this is another angry white person who does this. And white supremacy is the problem. And then, of course, guns have to be the problem, right? Let me read something for the Democrat Party out there. Quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But the worst part about it is you can't even make that argument, even though it's in the Constitution, it's the Second Amendment, you can't make that argument to Democrats because they hate the Second Amendment. I mean, they're showing every single day that they hate the First Amendment as well. But anytime you argue something that's in the Constitution to them, they automatically can't argue it. Because, well, as Joe Biden has uh, demonstrated to all of us, he doesn't know what's in the Constitution. But they hate that Constitution. They really well and truly do. There's so many things that the Democrat Party hate in our country. Amongst them, the Constitution people legally voting, uh, there's an attack on white culture. I mean, hey, call it what it is, right? The Democrat Party are racist. The Democrat Party, now they hate white people. They used to hate uh, blacks. They're the party of the KKK. They're the party of slavery. And they're the party of racism. No matter what they do throughout history, those three things are never going to change. But now, I mean, there was tweets out there Oh, another angry white person. I, I think the 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 view uh, ABC were going crazy. So we got to get we got to get guns off the streets. And here here are the actual facts. This came out today. Uh, Fox News uh, writing: Boulder mass shooting suspect identified and charged with ten counts of first degree murder. Now, by the way, on this program. We're going to remain consistent because I don't care if it's a white guy, if it's a black guy, an Asian, an Hispanic, a person who's purple, a person who's right. I don't care if you knowingly, you knew what you were going to do. And this guy had a long time to think about it. You think after you uh, shot the first bullet or two that he would stop? No, he didn't. He knowingly killed, including a police officer, 10 people in Colorado that did nothing wrong, that still to this very day deserve to be alive. But they're not because of this selfish, disgusting dirtbag in Colorado who, I don't care, he shouldn't spend the rest of his life in jail. This guy deserves the death penalty. If you kill another human, you take a human life. That's it. Done. End of discussion. It's over with. You cannot bring a human life back. Therefore, this guy does not deserve to have his life. It's disgusting what he did. 
10 people, 10 families now have been affected by this selfish, awful act from this son of a gun human being. By the way, here's the facts. This guy's name, police identified the suspect as Ahmed Al-Alawi Alisa. This guy, uh, 20, uh, 21 years old. Think about that. He's probably, I don't even know if he was in uh, college, but he should be just about graduating at that point. He has, he wasn't uh, too long ago that he was just in high school. 21 years old. His life is over. And he took 10 lives with him. Uh, the uh, Regarding the mass shooting at the King Super's grocery store that left uh, 10 people dead, including the first police officer to arrive on the scene. Uh, the Today, police revealed they charged the suspect with 10 counts of first-degree murder. This guy, the 21-year-old Ahmed Al-Alawi Alisa, uh, 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 there the, was no motive for his attack. Sorry, I'm going to get my paper right here. Uh, uh, though his motive for the attack not specified at this time, Police also identified the 10th. You know, I hate reading police reports. I really do. You, you always got to go through. You just got to get the facts out there. Uh, police also identified the 10 victims whose families were notified by 4 a.m. local time. They range in age from 20 to 65 years old. You better believe I'm going to read their names out because they deserve to still be here today. Authorities have identified the victims as Denny Stong, 20, 20 years old. Nevin Stanisic, 23 years old. Ricky Olds, 25 years old. Trelona Barkowiak, 49 years old. Suzanne Fountain, 59 years old. Terry Liker, 51 years old. The police officer, Eric Talley, was 51. Uh, Kevin Mahoney was 61 years old. Lynn Murray, 62 years old. And Jody waters waiters who was 65 years old uh quote our hearts go out to all the victims killed during this senseless act of violence that from boulder police chief maris uh harrell uh she pledged that the department would bring justice to each of these families uh boulder county district attorney uh, michael doherty pledged tuesday to make sure that the killer is held absolutely and fully accountable for what he did to them to all the loved ones and friends of the victims and to the boulder community yesterday uh on top of that you had um the police chief harold saying it's hard it's challenging i live three blocks up from the street from that store you're worried about your neighbors you're worried about your parents you're worried about everything when you get that call so so yeah i feel numb it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking to talk to victims their families it's tragic now jack posobiec uh one america news reporter tweeting this today oh and by the way uh, i said i know i said it yesterday but I, i'll uh go over it again you know our heartfelt condolences our prayers are with the families of the uh loved ones who became victims in this as they call a senseless act of violence it's disgusting this guy deserves to be prosecuted fully and i believe that he deserves the death penalty i will always be consistent on that you take a human life you knowingly take a human life you do not deserve to keep your life it's as simple as that anyway so uh jack posobiec tweeting today and remember 
Catch and Release is back. Catch and Release was put for it's a policy by Barack Hussein Obama with his number two, Joe Biden, saying when illegal migrants come across the border, we catch them, okay? Uh, ICE gets a hold of them, Border uh, Patrol gets them, and then they uh, write down their court date, and then they're released. Not back to, you know, Mexico, where the stay in Mexico, remain in Mexico policy put forward by Donald Trump was working brilliantly, and they stay there uh, in Mexico until they have their court date, but they're released into the United States. Why would they ever come back for their court date? It makes no sense whatsoever. You'd be an idiot to do so. So catch and release is back. But I really hope that this is not the start of radical Islamic terrorism being back. And that's exactly what this is. Radical Islamic terrorism. Here's the evidence. Biden has been briefed, he tweets, that the Colorado shooter had ISIS sympathies. That's per a White House official. And this guy, I've been following for a long time, Jack Posobiec. When he puts out information, he's usually dead on accurate. So this guy here, uh, uh, Ahmed Al, good Lord saying this one, Ahmed Al Alissa, uh, the 21-year-old, had ISIS sympathies. Ta you know, if ISIS was still around, they'd probably be claiming credit for this attack. Remember, in the Barack Hussein Obama presidency, right at the end of it, it was a different ISIS attack every other month. Remember, in, in Manchester and Brussels and the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. I mean, there was it was disgusting what was happening. But why did it happen? Because the United States looked weak. Barack Hussein Obama was a weak leader. Joe Biden doesn't give off any sort of strength. He's no reflection of 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 showing any sort of pushback and showing, you know, this this you got to I believe if you're the president of the United States you have to show that you are tough, that you can inspire, that you're brave, that you're courageous. I mean, there's little kids all around the country, all around the world for that matter, that are looking up to you. To me, Joe Biden is not up for the task. He looks weak, just like Barack Hussein Obama looked. I mean, geez, he might even be weaker than Obama. But now I really hope, I pray to God that this is not the start of radical Islamic terrorism coming back into this world. Now, this guy, uh, Elisa, writing, quote, on a social media post. This guy was no supporter of Donald Trump. I'll tell you that. He wrote, Trump is such a uh, D word. Obviously, I can't say it on radio. I'm sure you can uh, figure it out, though. Uh, but you know what? Yesterday, when he was being taken out, they thought, oh, yep. This is a white guy. And, and, of course, the attack started against the NRA. The NRA actually uh, released a statement today. I think I have it here. Yeah, the uh, uh, NRA statement on the Boulder, Colorado tragedy. The men and women of the NRA are saddened by this tragic and senseless crime. It is our longstanding rule to wait for all the facts to be known before making any policy statements. Regrettably, Gun control advocates have already rushed to politicize this horrific situation, even as most of the salient facts remain unknown. We would like to express our gratitude to law enforcement, 
first responders, and local officials for their courageous efforts. We support their pursuit of the facts involved. Well, unfortunately, the media didn't wait for the facts. People, I mean, Kamala Harris's niece didn't wait for the facts to come out. And Joe Biden didn't wait for the facts to come out because here he is today in Fox News. Biden considering executive action. We know that he's no stranger to executive action and executive orders. I mean, that's the only way he's gotten anything passed so far is through there. And again, by his own admission. Oh, I I can't do that. That's that's what dictators do. I believe in bipartisanship. I believe in working together. Oh, really, Joe? Because that was all a lie. Here's the headline. Biden considering executive action on gun control. According to White House Press Secretary, circle back Jen Psaki. President Biden is considering uh, the executive action on, on gun control in the wake of two mass shootings in less than a week. Uh, Psaki did not specify what action Biden might take, but said, quote, we are considering a range of levers, including working through legislation, including executive action. She said that this has been under discussion and will continue to be under uh, discussion. Biden, addressing the shooting that occurred in uh, Colorado that left 10 dead, said Tuesday he didn't want to, quote, want to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to act on gun violence. He didn't uh, mention political, uh, or excuse me, potential executive action, but implored the Senate to pass a series of House bills that would close loopholes in background checks. He also urged Congress to ban assault weapons. Said, quote, you know, I got that done as a senator. It brought down mass shootings. We can do it again. Said, we can ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines in this country once again. Said, these are bills that receive votes with both Republicans and Democrats in the House. This is not and should not be a partisan issue. This is an American issue that will save lives, American lives. We have to act. We also uh, should ban assault weapons in the process. Now, the House, what Biden's referring to, the House passed two bills uh, this month to tighten gun control, one that would give authorities 10 business days instead of three to complete a background check before a gun sale. Under current law, gun sales can proceed if a Background check takes uh, longer than three days, what's known as the Charleston loophole. The bill uh, passed 219 to 210 with only two Republicans uh, supporting it. So, I mean, they, here they are already. This is, this is what the Democrats do. Never let a tragedy, a crisis go to waste. We have 10 Americans that are dead. And what are they looking to do? Politicize it and advance their own agenda. I will never understand how some people don't see how disgusting the Democrat Party really well and truly is. I mean, we have, we have, uh, th this has happened before. As soon as we have a, a shooting that occurs, and by the way, here you go, right? So I'll take my phone, for example, right? Set it right there. It's on the desk in front of me right now, okay? If I'm not touching that phone, right? Who's it killing? Who, who, who's dead from that phone right now? Say I have a gun, right? Which, by the way, I don't have a gun right now with me. If I have the gun in my hand, I set it on the table, okay? And no one's touching it. 
No one's doing anything to it. Remember, if the Democrats weren't uh, uh, had their way, it would be totally banned from even being there. Who's it killing? Oh, that's right. Nobody. It's an it's an amendment right. It's a constitutional amendment right. If you want to bear arms, if you want to buy guns, you are allowed to do that in this country. It's everything that makes the United States what it is. And by the way, it's not mass shootings. The point I'm making is there has to be a maniac psycho that's pulling that trigger. I mean, listen, you want to tighten up on background checks? You know, go for it. I mean, it's, it's, it's already to the point where it's insane what you have to go through to buy a gun. But again, I mean, are, are they really working? Because here's this guy here who I, I don't know the full details of yet, but he must have passed his background check because he had a gun. So again, it's maniacs who are pulling the trigger. And by the way, you think you just ban guns that the whole country is going to be safer? I have news for you. Bad guys in this country. By the way, there is evil. Evil exists all throughout the world. When evil people get guns and there's no good guys with guns shooting back, that's when more tragedy happens. You ban weapons, you ban guns, you will make this country less safe. But look at what we're seeing at the border. I and mean, Joe Biden, he it seems as if this point, well, he wants to make the United States of America less safe. Now, look at how quick they were to rush to judgment. This is what Democrats and liberals do. You got this C.J. Whirler man, who's a, and this is his own Twitter box biography, global correspondent for Byline Times, columnist for Inside uh, Arabia, uh, active, get this now, activist against Islamophobia. He said this yesterday when all you could see was a picture of this guy and he believed it was a white guy. Quote, the suspect, the suspected gunman in the Boulder, Colorado mass shooting is a white guy. Seven reported dead. Okay, well, how do you know it was a white guy? Because you were wrong. This is a guy who's an activist against Islamophobia. Well, it seems to me with him jumping to conclusion that he's against white culture he wanted so bad for this shooter to be a white guy that's how the whole democrat i'm telling you there's an assault on white culture they hate white people it's disgusting but it's true now uh so he tweeted that when he thought it was a white guy it says this q mental issues and bad day parking dispute or anything else other than what he most likely is a white domestic terrorist no you stupid idiot he was a radical islamic terrorist okay you want to be an activist against islamophobia well then hold the same standards that you had when you thought this was a white guy white domestic terrorist no he's a muslim domestic terrorist Call it what it is, you idiot. Mina Harris, whose aunt is the vice president of the United States. This is Kamala Harris's daughter tweeting this. The Atlanta shooting, this was yesterday, by the way. The Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago. Violent white men 
are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. Okay, if you're holding the same standard, then you have to say violent Muslim men are the greatest terrorist threat to our country. But I guarantee you right now, and as of this point, I haven't seen anything from her on her Twitter box feed, but she has said nothing about Muslim men. See how different it is? They always want to demonize and vilify white men. There's an all-out assault by the Democrat Party on white men. Julia DeCaro, uh, from her Twitter box biography, senior writer and editor at uh, Deadspin. She's, uh, she's got in her uh, biography, she, her, so look out. She tweeted yesterday, extremely tired of people's lives depending on whether a white man with an AR-15 is having a good day or not. Look at how badly they, they needed this to be a white guy because there's an assault on white culture. I mean, it, it's, it's extremely dangerous. You know, they always say that it's dangerous for minority. How about for white men? Look at what prominent Democrats, people in the news media, are tweeting about white men. <clears throat> it's To me, it's unhinged. It's completely and utterly deranged. Now, if she's holding the same standard when she thought this was a white man, she will have to tweet extremely tired of people's lives depending on whether a Muslim man with an AR-15 is having a good day or not. But they won't. That's how the Democrat Party is. I give credit to Senator Ted Cruz, who slammed the Democrats today, saying, quote, uh, this is in the Washington Times, Senator Ted Cruz on uh, Tuesday slammed a slew of Democrat proposed gun control measures Tuesday, saying the bills penalize law-abiding gun owners while doing little to stop mass shootings. He said, quote, what happens in this committee, this was the Senate Judiciary Committee, by the way, what happens in this committee? After every mass shooting, as Democrats propose taking guns away from law-abiding citizens, because that is their political objective. But what they propose, not only does it not reduce crime, it makes it worse. When you disarm law-abiding citizens, you are more likely to make them victims. He said, quote, if you want to stop these murders, go after the murderers. That's how the Democrat Party is. And, and, and how scary is it in this country now when they have control of the presidency, they have control of the House, they have control of the Senate, they have control of the media. I mean, this is, this is a scary time if you're a conservative. Uh, I have to, by the way, I have got to give credit to Senator Bernie Sanders, the evil coward communist. I never believed I'd be saying this, but he said this today, uh, quote, this is from the Daily Caller. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders said Tuesday he wasn't, quote, comfortable that Twitter banned former President Donald Trump. This was in a New York Times interview. When asked by the New York Times is uh, Ezra Klein on whether there was any truth to the claim that liberals have become too censorous and too willing to use their cultural and corporate and political power to censor suppress ideas and products that offend them, Senator Sanders, said, this is Bernie Sanders saying this, said he didn't like Twitter banning Trump. Now he had to take his shots, of course. Look, 
You have a former President Trump who is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe. I go, I go down the list, Bernie. Homophobe, xenophobe, pathological liar, authoritarian, somebody who doesn't believe in the rule of law. This is a bad news guy, he says. But if you're asking me, do I feel comfortable, particularly comfortable, that the president, the then president of the United States, could not express his views on Twitter? I don't feel comfortable about it, he said. Uh, he also said he's not sure how to balance banning so-called hate speech and conspiracy theories while protecting free speech. He said, I don't know, but it is an issue that we've got to be thinking about because of anybody who thinks yesterday it was Donald Trump who was banned and tomorrow it could be somebody else who has a very different point of view. He says, I don't like giving that much power to a handful of high-tech people, but the devil is obviously in the details, and it's something we're going to have to think long and hard on, and that is how you preserve First Amendment rights without moving this country into a big lie mentality and conspiracy theories. Well, while uh, Senator Bernie Sanders is mentioning big tech, how about this? Prince Harry is set to take on a new job as a tech startup executive at Better Up Inc. Wow, so quick after that interview, I thought they were so, you know, their life was terrible. What they've had to go through. Oh my goodness gracious. How about this? Uh, Better Up Inc., the company that's valued at $1.73 billion. They refused, by the way, to reveal the prince's uh, compensation package. But by Tuesday, it already listed him as part of its leadership team, hailing him as a humanitarian, military veteran, well, mental wellness advocate, and environmentalist. By the way, this is in uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, the company itself says uh, this from their own page, that they're changing the world by bringing the power of transformation to each and every person. Our mission, unlock greater potential, purpose, and passion you know oh my goodness gracious after that interview with oprah now he's got this big deal for him geez it must it must suck to be harry and megan right you know i'm telling you it, it it i'm kidding there but this is a scary time folks for conservatives and uh as far as the border crisis goes i just saw senator lindsey graham on fox news saying to harris and biden hey get off of your you know what and go to the border said, uh, quote, there's a pod at a border facility that's supposed to hold 80 people. Well, guess what? There were 694 children. 694 when there's supposed to be only 80 people. And it was managed by two, two border agents. That's it. You know, I believe, and Kamala Harris is laughing about it. She thinks it's funny. I don't think they want to go to the border. I think their mentality when it comes to the crisis on our southern border is out of sight, out of mind. You had Jen Psaki laughing about the border crisis. Kamala Harris laughing about the border crisis. I mean, this is a dangerous, dangerous time in this country. And boy, oh boy, 1,398 days to go. I'm telling you, they cannot come soon enough.